Jones. Give them to me. Okay, welcome to Sanshausen 19. Uh, for anybody new or merely travelling through, uh, I like to keep my content as informative as possible. And this is an outlet for me to not do that. <laughs> and talk utter garbage. I'm glad you reserved that for your time with me. Yeah. No one I'd rather be talking bollocks with than you, <laughs> Well, yes, I'm not a great fond of actual knowledge, so this is probably the best place for me. So what sort of knowledge would you say you're a fan? Just sort of like trivia knowledge, like, did you know? No, 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 no. I wouldn't th thrive at a pub quiz either. No, no, no. Most persons are actually from Bolivia. <laughs> we, we both know my, uh, my strength uh, is in speculating how much shit or cum can fit in on or around something. <laughs> yeah. How much shit would you expect would be needed to fill the Titanic? Hmm. I mean, if, how many how many voyages were there on the Titanic at the time of its uh, sinking? Let's speculate. Uh, Just let's one, think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that's a good few few hundred years of uh, shitting. I mean, granted, those Arctic waters will keep it frozen, but you'll have to keep the uh, marine life uh, away. The bottom feeders they might uh, see it as a source of nutrition. So it could be a busy life a... of fending them fending it off with a trident underwater. There's a small conspiracy theory about the Titanic, the Britannic, and the Olympic, which were all sister ships, about them changing names at the same time, at one time to fool insurance people or something, and the idea that actually one of them sunk but the other didn't. And maybe the theory should be more like there wasn't enough ballast because it, it hadn't had enough time to collect all the shit in it. That's why it did so poorly against the iceberg. If it had just had a couple more voyages and let the shit accumulate, it would have had the weight behind it just to steam on through. I mean, technically the shit will have been on the ship, just not in a toilet. Just being carried around on legs. On legs? <laughs> well, inside the uh, voyages themselves, of course. They were oh, producing it you know, in real time. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying is, is they needed... Are you, you got, like concentrated weight? Yeah, okay. I understand now. Yeah. You see, now I like the idea of like loads of people sweating in the, the engines of the ship, but instead of, instead of shoveling coal into <laughs> furnaces, it's just shit. It's, yeah. I mean, it's biofuel. It would technically burn. Probably not as efficiently as coal. You wouldn't get the same kind of... You'd have to... Energy from You'd it. You'd have to dry it, wouldn't you? <laughs> so maybe there could be like drying racks above the engine, so they use the heat of the engine. Well, then no, they, surely they, they need like the energy from the sun to do that. They'd have to have like a, a drier environment. So you know, top deck, above the Lido deck, you know, you have all your where the shades would be and what have you. Did they just pile it on on top there? So it's out of you know, it's out of eyesight, but not grotesque. But it's still yeah. <laughs> every three you're making every good... day at three p.m. They kind of shoo everyone off. It's like, all right, we've got to come shovel this shit off and put some fre some fresh layings down. <laughs> like, like you said, it's not as efficient as coal, so everyone on this voyage is going to have six high fiber meals a day. <laughs> Prunes, anyone? <laughs> Prunes and shredded wheat. <laughs> 
Would you like shredded wheat with your prunes, or would you like prunes with your shredded wheat? Oh no! Yeah, that that might have been the problem. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. unlikely, but perhaps. Yeah, that's a fairly reasonable conspiracy theory, yeah. as things things go. Do you think that's why the uh, the sub blew up? Because <laughs> they were just pulling their shit and all that methane, a highly combustible gas, which is pulling in the chamber of this submarine. Someone thought, you know, there was like an errand spark. Either someone thought to light a match for God knows what reason to maybe expel the smell. Um, but in, in doing I, so, <laughs> it ignited all the methane. I remember uh, when that happened, reading all the speculation, which was fascinating because people were saying... Well, yeah, they may, you know, they may only have, whatever, 36 hours of air, but that's for six people. Like, if someone goes mad and kills the other people, they'll have loads of air. <laughs> uh, and then other people were saying, well, no, when, when someone dies, they release methane, and that would actually kill you quicker, and things like that. Yeah, okay. I remember yeah. the last time we were on the phone a few weeks back, um, it was just kind of breaking, and I saw... I was at the shops and I, I uh, newspaper had the headline is like UK billionaire trapped on this maroon, you know, maroon sub. Uh, I just would, oh, was he was he from the UK? Yeah, yeah, that was that. a big deal over here. And you know, it didn't mention anyone else that was on the sub. It's just this UK billionaire, uh, mm. fucking something like Hans Hamish, I believe his name was. It could be more tough. And I want to just take a picture of that and send it to you and just uh, <laughs> with my little little note saying boo fucking who. Really? Well, yeah, but the other people. Yeah, yeah, I believe there was a father and son on board. That's that's tragic. The child died, but I mean, the, the angle they were going through was so I thought was repugnant. It's like, well, why are we focusing on the one dude that just has more money? What do you mean the angle? Well, no, I mean when they were reporting on it, it was always, it was always, they were all, start that again. When they were reporting on it, um, they were just focusing on the plight of the UK billionaire uh, in that sub. For a while, they didn't uh, mention anyone else on board the sub. It was just that a oh, UK right. national with a lot of money um, was in peril. Yeah, I remember a few years ago getting annoyed at a headline that said something like three Olympians killed in a plane crash. And there were actually like 30 people killed mm -hmm. in a plane crash. You, if you just read the headline, you'd think three people died. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, people uh, very clearly... Look at that, uh, a rich person can die through their own folly. See, peasants? Well, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it, ex it was a tourist kind of, like, uh, uh, trip there. Or, yeah, um, yeah, like a tourist excursion. Um, granted, I think to get in the sub probably cost... I don't know, like a five-figure amount. These people weren't poor. It cost two, 250 grand a person. 250 grand. Wow. Still, it's uh, quite a wasteful use of, use of cash. It's not like it was a scientific expedition or anything like that. It was just to be like, well, we've got all this, but we can do this. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess you would. I mean, it's fascinating. I mean, to, to, go, to go and see the wreck, but I don't know what I'm saying here, but... Mm -hmm. They tried to justify it by saying that each time they went down they would do something scientific, which I suppose would be more or less observe the decay. Um, but 
also when they went down they would they they couldn't see out of the sub right they had they had to have like monitors okay so you're not you're not even really seeing it. I mean, I I don't know. Like, why do you have to personally go down there? I don't know. I knew the company that was running it was kind of like uh, priding themselves on being like the first uh, agency, whatever, to do these tourist excursions to it, almost exclusive for the for the point of tourism. Um, yeah. And one thing that I thought was fucking fascinating um, when all this news was breaking was they <laughs> felt the need to interview James Cameron, and I watched. His yes. interview with him, and he's just like, "Well, yeah, they have shitty subs." And when I went, down, I've been down like almost forty times now, and we got the best fucking subs. And of course, that was going to fail. But my sub, which I designed myself, you know, which is fucking spotless. If they had my subs, they would have been fine. It's like I think you're not really, you're kind of overlooking the element of you know, some harrowing human drama here. But okay, yes, your subs, you have, you're, you're brilliant, James Karen. You're just fucking brilliant, whatever you do. <laughs> he's just, he's not even like selling them or anything. He's just- No, he's just fucking, he's like... just crawling up his own asshole. So, so if there was ever another operation that did this sort of thing, James Cameron, would you, would you like to get involved? No, no, my subs are for me. No, I'm just saying they're the best. <laughs> they're also made out of no, solid gold as well. <laughs> Which is odd, because you think they, they would, uh, you know, suffer explosion yeah. decompression with all that pressure that far, uh, far down. But no, it, this is Cameron gold. It actually, it cost exponentially more to make it out of solid gold, because it, it needed to be reinforced. It's really like four or five times heavier than it needs to be, <laughs> which involves, you know, lots of systems to compensate for that. It, you know, it should have cost us 400 million. It cost like 8, mil, eight billion. Mm. I mean, I, the reason the gold is so resilient is that I uh, I had it compressed, and I used that with vices made out of all the money I made from making uh, from the Titanic. I talked to the gold. I had before I pressed it. I, I got it into coins, and I <laughs> carried each one of those coins to a location important to me, special to me. I, I stood over, heart, and then I melted that all together. <laughs> it has a love in that gold. <laughs> I stood and over the sculptor having a stand-up wank and jizzed into the very <laughs> essence of this molten gold. Now it became this super alloy that is unmatched by anything that modern science knows today. And then as I was doing that, I put uh, a little carbon fibre glove on my pinky, just a pinky glove. Uh, I stuck it in some uh, like super cold gas, like some nitrous oxide or something, and then I quickly dipped that into the molten gold and then I stuck it up my ass. <laughs> and so as I was coming into the gold, how much cum can you get in gold? I mean, it depends on the vessel, really. <laughs> I imagine when it comes into contact with any molten... No, I mean, just mix in. <laughs> when it comes into contact with molten metal, I'm sure it's just, go it's just gone. Vaporized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. I mean, one of the most important details is when he, he, the, the sub is uh, going on its maiden voyage, he christens the vessel with um, champagne <laughs> uh, made from grapes that he grow, he's grown from his many vineyards. So it's Cameron champagne as well. <laughs> All of that champagne has a little bit of too. <laughs> and gold leaf. <laughs> Maybe that's where the cum comes from. <laughs> all, the, all the shavings, you know. When they're screwing all the, you know, they're, they're making all the, they're drilling through it and putting all the divots in and what have you. 
All that waste material, that's not waste. That's gold leaf. Put it in my champagne. So now I'm thinking of, I bet no one has studied the effects of uh, molten heat or superheat on semen. <laughs> uh, maybe... God. <laughs> we could we set up the Cum Institute <laughs> where people experiment with this. Uh, I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> How much voltage is required to make cum explode? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we worked out it's not so much the voltage you've got to like hyperheat the area around it and you know essentially kind of you know almost almost nebulize it which is very dangerous for the observing parties <laughs> what happens if you super collide come <laughs> we split the With sperm your nose and face <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm spent after that. <laughs> well, you would be. <laughs> the scientist said. I need to go out and talk to my wife. <laughs> not looking like that, you're not. <laughs> Possibly my priest. <laughs> Have a shower first, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> Do you see a shower in these facilities? Well, no, I don't. I, then you have quite a pickle <laughs> on your ass. Do you remember that that thing we found on Kickstarter ages ago where it was someone trying to make beer out of yeast from ladies' vaginas? I have no, I feel I would remember this. I mean, do tell. <laughs> well, it was that. Someone trying to raise money to start a brewery that, yeah, did that, you know. I mean, this is a few years ago now, so we have to find out if it, yeah. you know, got off the ground. I don't think it... I don't think it did, but... Um, what makes you say that? I just think I just think that the market for that is actually quite limited. Really? I mean, I would have said that yes. if there was a recipe book filled with recipes you could make with cum. Oh, yeah, I forgot about your cum <laughs> recipe book. I still haven't did bought... You say that to you. Every job interview you go to, you take it with you. <laughs> Most kitchens that I've worked in always have, like, a space for, like, cookbooks and what have you. I think I've been missing a trick yeah. by not buying one for every kitchen I go to and just hiding it before I leave. Because <laughs> it will be found. Maybe <laughs> maybe do do that and maybe, you know, leaf through it a couple of times. Maybe like highlight a couple of passages. Yeah, yeah, a couple of post-its. Make here it look there. like someone's used it. Because <laughs> yeah, that's definitely... together a couple of pages. That's a, that's a meeting with HR, if there ever was one. <laughs> <laughs> You mean there'd be a witch hunt to find out who had planted mm -hmm. this cum book? Oh, I imagine if I were to do something like that, it would be many months after I left. So there's not going to be any CCTV footage of me snuffling this uh, thing away back there. So they won't know. It'll always be a mystery. Oh, <laughs> it just you, yeah. seems to identify that there's a sex pest on site. Uh, yes, I was going to say, I imagine you could actually kind of fuck up your, your career quite a bit <laughs> if you did that. Do you remember when um, when we left school, I was going to, or I was talking about, um, like, going back into school, like, wearing a high-vis vest and unscrewing the plaque outside of the drama centre that said, uh, this building was opened by the Right Honourable Theresa May. Was that true? I was going to... I was going to... Yeah, she, she came and opened it, opened that new part right, of the okay. school. Before she was Prime Minister... 
Right, okay. But, um, yeah, cause she, I think she was education secretary. That's why we got ah, such okay. great education. Of course, yeah. And, yeah, I, I thought I would try and take that as a gift um, for myself <laughs> by stealing it. <laughs> and just you, you, putting it on the you door of your bathroom. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Maybe shitting on it. Um, or coming on it. <laughs> just keep, just stick with shitting on it. Um, yeah, no, I just, yeah, I bet I would have got into quite a bit of trouble if I got caught doing that. And surely I would have been caught. <laughs> because you would do it during school hours. <laughs> that, that would be my whole plan, would be to do it during school hours and, you know, just sort of blend in. Hiding in plain sight, for sure. Uh, possibly blocking up toilets and causing a bit of a fracas, leading to a child to investigate, strangling the child or drowning the child, putting on the school uniform... <laughs> And seamless, seamlessly blending in. I feel like we had this discussion like two months ago, and it's, you're not really going to blend in your mid-30s now. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to do it in my mid-30s <laughs> when I was 18, and I left. Um, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I like I the fact that you, was... the, the thought you put into it. I'll just wear a high-vis, and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, totally. You'd see people like that all the time. Walking in and out. I've, I've got some workman boots as well. It's absolutely fine. Yeah. You find we'll just wear some jeans. Yeah. Draw on some stuff. Yeah. It's fine. Well, they were building F-Block when we were still there yeah. at school. It ran over. And I remember there were loads of dudes in high-vis who were walking around. And I remember watching one of them uh, put in a door and they were just hammering nails. They went, no, they weren't hammering nails. They were hammering screws in. And you know, like the hinges have three holes for screws. They were just using one <laughs> screw a hinge, so like that that whole door was held held on. That fire door was held on by like three screws. Well, I mean, that's a if it's a fire door. I suppose it's a good thing because there was a, some kind of cat catastrophe. You know, that door's going down. It's, if it was a fire door, it was a good thing because you want to be able to rip fire doors off their hinges. Absolutely. Yeah. For all the stampeding children. Yeah, and you definitely want want to get them whipped up into a frenzy, otherwise they might not escape in time. <laughs> but the chains they put on afterwards were very suspect, and that padlock was awful big. Uh, um, so, I suppose we're beating around the cake. <laughs> How much cum can you get in a cake? Again, it depends on the cake. <laughs> now, if we want to talk like a Macron... Nothing. You could probably do that in maybe two or three emissions. A macaron? Yeah, or macaroon, or whatever. You know what that... Uh, a macaroon? Macaroon, yeah. I need macaroons. I've never heard it called a macaron. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm, I'm here to enlighten you. How much cum could you get in French Prime Minister Macron? <laughs> it depends if you hollow him out first. <laughs> yeah, I've got to stop doing that, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> my my first response is always depends because I'm really putting on my thinking cap for this one. Well, give me some parameters here. Yeah, I mean, how porous are the insides? I mean, will <laughs> will he absorb yeah, will... the semen? <laughs> yeah, and then if he can, can you fill him up faster? 
So he's saying he's just basically a sponge. <laughs> I mean, say, even if he was a sponge, he's porous. How porous be... is the French president? <laughs> <laughs> now, if we put him in water, is he going to expand to like three or four times the size? <laughs> there would be a saturation point, even if he was a sponge. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then the whole race wouldn't be... Can you fill him up before he can absorb it? But can you fill him up before he faster than he can leach it out onto the floors? <laughs> and then the, are the floors porous, etc. If I'm in a big bowl, then that's not going to be a problem. But if I'm, you know, if I'm on the edge of a waterfall or something, it's going to it could go on forever. So what should we fill him with then? Uh, well, water's working out but, quite well so far. So, lads, hold <laughs> on to your hats. I've got a great idea. Drop him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perverse now that you've introduced the idea that more than one person. Oh yeah, because this. that's what made it disgusting—a circle jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. <laughs> well, I'm very sorry to have taken us to those dark places. <laughs> it doesn't have to be your cum. You could just go to the cum shop. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the, boost, uh, boost of vet or something like that. The, la- <laughs> why would the they... lady behind the counter is like, you're buying a lot of cum today. Oh, yeah. I got my mixtures wrong. Got my, yeah. Got my maths wrong. <laughs> Tried to inseminate my horse. Gave birth to a dog. I'm not happy. <laughs> try, try to inseminate the dog to get a horse. Didn't work that way. Wait, no, I didn't get a horse. I lost my dog, horses. though. <laughs> When that horse was growing in utero, you could see the legs coming out the back end. It was quite a disturbing sight. I knew that my little Daisy wasn't going to make it. I don't even know what we're saying now. Is there a cow involved? (laughs) Well, I suppose Daisy would be more traditional. A a cow's name, yeah, not a dog. Yeah. All right, it's Fido. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right, okay, good. That's made it clearer. Okay. Poor Fido. He looked like he had six legs in the end. Do you ever see Fido Dido knocking around? Fido Dido? <laughs> Do you remember Fido Dido, the guy who used to advertise 7-Up? No, I'd have... Do they still make 7-Up? They make 7-Up, for sure. But I don't know what the fuck a Fido right. Dido is. He was the guy who used to be on the 7-Up. <laughs> well, you, you can't keep uh, saying that and it's suddenly going to like ignite something in my brain. Okay, <laughs> alright, well never mind then. Is it cake? All right, here we go. Yeah. Go on then. What is it? What is? Is it cake? And how much did you love it? Well, I mean, I have to... I don't often watch American television quite like this. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to enter... Like this. <laughs> I watch TV, but not, yeah. not these kind of reality game shows. God. All right, so in a nutshell, people make cake... They have these expert bakers on and they uh, they excel in m- making cakes and dressing them up so they look like real-life objects instead of a cake. And the premise of the game show is they have to come in, make a cake, uh, pick a couple of decoys Ident- and see if they can fool the judges. And identify other people's cakes. There are, there are bakers we never see, right, who... Like at the start of the show, it's always like, which cake? Which, what is a cake here? Oh, yes. Which yeah, one is yeah, a cake? Yeah. And we never see who's made those. 
these mystery bakers in the dark. We can't know of these people. Yeah. I mean, the reason I selected this was because obviously you started as a baker, getting up at 5am every day. I didn't start as a baker. I worked for a bakery. <laughs> My job was to put cookies in bags. I didn't bake shit. <laughs> That's baking. That's part of the process. That's end game baking. You know, when, when Stanley Kubrick uh, kicks some wires, uh, sure, you might not have been behind the camera, but that's filmmaking, Damien. <laughs> you know, getting Kevin Spacey his latte and getting sp spit at, but the joke's on him because you spat in his coffee, that's, that's filmmaking. Um, so I imagine you hated this show. I did. Um, <laughs> unsurprisingly. How much did you watch? I watched maybe... 90% of one episode. I, okay. But I wasn't going to watch any further. I didn't, I didn't watch it to the end. I didn't know who was going to, I didn't know who was eliminated. I, I was, oh. Well, the, the first season doesn't even have that element. I, well, that's, that wasn't available here. I just had season two. That's what they're pimping on Netflix oh. at the moment. So I just put that on straight away. Then. So season one is available on Netflix, but it's Netflix owned. That's, that's so weird. Uh, different regions, different licensing, I suppose. Well, I, no, I know that, but I thought it had been made by Netflix, and it's, yeah. Then why wouldn't you have it? Up? I, I, don't, I know. don't know. I, I have no idea. Maybe not. Well, I think they um, they take these things intermittently to kind of put pressure on people to watch them, and then when it, these things come back, it's like, hey, this is back. Maybe you should fucking gobble this shit down for the next twelve hours. Before it, Before goes, it away. goes away again, you you might miss it. You, this might be your last chance to watch it. I'm sure this that's part could of the be the Cadbury's cream egg of shows you like. Yeah, I mean, I think that it you know, season two. I've got to say, I watched a little bit of season two, and it was way better than season one. Uh, season one was some of the most bare bones shit I've ever seen. All right, well, I I only I watched season two for about. 40 minutes before I rage quit. Um, please tell me why season, why, why this is the gold is it cake experience? Season one doesn't have a competitive element um, where people are getting knocked out or eliminated. Right, they just have to fool I the mean, judges the, then, is that it? They are competing as to who will go to the next round to potentially win money. Right. But there's no, but none of them are competitive. Everyone's like nice. There's no drama. And um, yeah, the... the 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 sets the the studio is bare bones you know they they've got people baking for ten hours and then people watching them and it's just boring like Top Chef is like you've got forty five minutes to make this people are rushing around doing shit is it cake is not like that is it cake is very boring there's no information at all about how they're making cakes or what ingredients they have or their strategies really or anything. Uh, all the contestants are nice but boring. It's just garbage. <laughs> but apparently season um, two has really hooked you. So you like this uh, no, this idea of a competitive element turning Is It Cake into blood sport? I'm not saying I like that. I'm saying that makes more sense I, for I'm a game show. I'm fairly certain you said that. Where, <laughs> where like, yeah, well, anyway... Um, yeah, blood, a blood sport. I was actually thinking, is it cum? <laughs> and did you ever find out, was any of it cum? 
Because that's one thing that I was speculating would be really fun. Um, uh, when they'd have that first room and they, you know, like, what is cake here? And they have got if they just cut into different things and they're all different types of food, the, the game actually became like, is it salted cod? Is it raw liver? <laughs> like you cut into the ottoman and once you peel through the fondant and what have you, all these entrails just spill out. <laughs> yeah, okay. I do, I do like that. Like, uh, is it a chair? Actually, it's carefully grafted lobster. <laughs> that we've shaped and painted. It's been pressure cooked and compressed. <laughs> and formed in, uh, into this Ottoman-style mold. You won't believe it, but 120 lobsters died to make the stubble. And uh, we have uh, made sure that uh, with all of the structural chemicals we've put in to make sure it maintains its shape, that it will be inedible forever. We can't even <laughs> dispose of this in the normal trash. We have to technically burn it. We need a nuclear toilet uh, for this one. Uh, yeah, I mean... The reason I watched it is because I... There's nothing left. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I saw it. Christina and I saw it on TV. And she's the sort of person who will see something like that and think, Oh, I wonder, I wonder what the reviews on IMDb are. Uh, whereas I don't give a shit about that. Uh, but anyway, they were funny. They were mo mostly people saying, What the fuck is this show? This is... Bargain basement rubbish at its best. Uh, a few people were even saying like this is a, a uh, like death knell for American culture, which I thought was funny. Um, well, you've really painted quite a lovely picture of the first season. I have to, I have to track this down now, because all I saw was just a quite a typical super saccharine American game show. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. It, it doesn't make me angry or anything. Um, but I think that what made the first one so interesting was it was so low effort in terms of production. Right. Uh, especially the host. He seemed like completely unprepared every time he spoke. Uh, I bet you loved him. Did he remind you of Inky Jones? No. Uh, Do you remember? No, I, I remember, but I didn't get an Inky Jones vibe. Yeah, right. Okay. Hang on. No, I'm thinking of Inky Jones. Oh man, that's not that's that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Can we pause just so I can kind of rejog my memory? Well, yeah. Um, Inky Jones is a comedian we accidentally saw when Skinner bought tickets to a comedy show, and it was in a hotel. Do you remember? And we, the three of us, went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was. Uh, like in a, uh, what would you call it? Like in a conference room, like not at all like a, a comedy show, in a conference room with like hotel conference chairs. Yep. And it had two sets of like really powerful like dance hall lights, like just beaming at the audience. And this guy, Inky Jones, came out and it was like the worst set I've ever seen. And then we found out later that he, what his whole thing was, he personally rented out that place every Friday and Saturday right. night. And he would get people to leaflet Leicester Square, which is not where the hotel was. Right. Leicester Square, where all the tourists are, because the Leicester Square is where all the comedy clubs are. So he'd get people to leaflet, like, you know, 
uh, 50% off, it was 50% off every fucking night, and in return, he wouldn't pay those people, he'd let them have a five-minute set. Oh, man, yeah. This will... Yeah, and they, they were unbelievably shit. I mean, obviously. Yeah, so I Googled a couple of images and it all kind of came, came back, but the first, uh, first search was uh, Inky Jones loses 3.5 million bankruptcy case. Inky Jones, the comedian... What? Who, the comedian who runs what is largely considered the worst comedy club in London has lost a 3.5 million case against the tax man. When was that? 2019, I think it said it was. Wow. Wow. I haven't looked up Inky Jones since 2019. Yeah, sorry. I, I, like, pushed that out of my mind, this guy, and moved yeah, the fuck no, on. <laughs> oh, of course. Okay, sorry. Um, moved the fuck on. Whereas I've been wrapped up with Inky Jones every no, this is day. quite a blast, Inky uh, actually. Jones. I wish yeah. I remembered quite how shit he was, in all fairness. He, he was dreadful and, like... Uh, Pretty aggressive, and I remember talking to um, that comedian who briefly worked with uh, with us, yeah. Robert, and he he told me like, "Oh, that guy's an absolute dickhead." And um, I remember we looked him up, and there were loads of negative reviews on places like Chortle about how like aggressive he was with uh like audience members and like how like there was like sets where he'd like get angry for no reason and stuff and people thought it was weird but um what made us really latch onto him was we looked at his wikipedia which he bizarrely had and it said all this this like pre stuff and we looked into the discussions on his wikipedia and we could tell that he was the one writing it because he'd talked to the admins about putting up his screenshot and they they'd taken his screen, you know, his uh, headshot. Yeah. They they'd taken his headshot down because they said it was copyrighted. And he was saying in the discussions on Wikipedia, like, I own it. I'm Inky Jones. And it was just hilarious. This back and forth. And then one of us might have started changing his Wikipedia every other week. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what was this person saying? It ranges from little th Oh, I actually remember this. I actually, this comes flooding back. Oh my God. Um, something like, uh, I put in loads of quotes, like, um, <laughs> I put one quote, which was something like, uh, Inky Jones is the finest comedian of his generation. Uh, he's on the very bleeding edge of comedy, the Damien Benedict. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I did another one with our friend Skinner, who we went with, and it I put something like, "It make me go laugh loud." <laughs> <laughs> the David Skinner times. <laughs> Things like that. Just antagonistic things. Or then I wouldn't change anything. Or whoever... Sorry, not me. I was <laughs> And then whoever was changing it wouldn't do anything. And then, like, not do anything for ages. And then just go in and, and just write... Just do one change. And it'd be like, Inky Jones is a dreadful comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I'd wait and see how long it took him to change it because I wouldn't have to I wouldn't have to like wait like go back and change I could just go back in a month and see mm -hmm. and he'd always he'd always change it like in a day <laughs> like he was on it every day like checking it well I'm, I'm sure he's notified uh, changes right 
But I, well, yes, I suppose so. I suppose he had a Google alert on for his own name. <laughs> <Not. laughs> oh, is that bad? I suppose so. Ah, well, apparently, yeah, he's doing some dodgy shit. So, and he had a reputation of being a cunt. So, he's done. He's been done for quite a while. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he was. Uh... He wasn't just a terrible comedian. He was, uh, you know, an exploiter. Mm, for sure. It emerged. Yeah. Well, thank you for well, that. Well, there you go. Yeah, no problem. I thought, haven't thought about that in years. Oh, and yeah, I, um, I remember as well the headshot he was trying to use. It was him at like 22. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I they saw that come up as well. He looks like... What, yeah. uh, What's his fucking face from Green Day? And, just like, and you see like other pictures of him. It's like, they're not, this isn't the same dude, surely. And like that's what he was always pimping, that picture. Yeah, because when we saw him, he had like, ink, you know, inky black hair. And it really looked like he'd spray painted it on. Like not his hair. He had hair, but it really looked like he'd spray painted his hair. Yeah, it's just that's just ink. Yeah. A lot of broken biros. Uh, uh, behind this uh, uh, backstage, <laughs> yeah, just sucking out Parker pens. <laughs> you never checked his teeth, did you? But that would have been the tell. Yeah. Um, oh well. Anyway. <laughs> oh, well, we're playing because yeah. his name was Inky. I didn't even think about that. I'm smarter than I thought. Yeah, he could have called himself Spiky Jones. <laughs> Spiky, Spiky Jones. <laughs> <laughs> with some other type of legal trouble they would chase him <laughs> I've decided to apparently there's someone else called Spiky Jones so I've decided to rename myself Clint Eastwood <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway I, I'm not saying that the host is at all like that he just reminded me in that he the the I mean I'm I'm sorry to kind of go on about him he's not done anything wrong but he just seemed to have a very weird combination of being overconfident and also terrible <laughs> so uh, presumably it's the same presenter right Mikey Day I believe his name was in the first and second seasons yeah yeah okay yeah they brought him back <laughs> well how could you dispense with someone as exuberant as that well. It was kind of funny at first because in the first season he's he kind of makes out at the beginning like he you know he's like a circuit comedian somehow who was offered this and was like yeah and like he doesn't pretend to give a shit about cakes. <laughs> um, also knowing full well he's never going to work on the circuit ever again. Oh no! Have you seen the circuit? He'll work on the circuit. <laughs> all the all you need is a fucking heartbeat and a mouth. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm not, talk not talking about, like, the Patton Oswalt circuit. I'm not talking about, you know, people... No, I know that, but God damn, did that sound scathing. <laughs> well, it's true. You've seen it. I have, yeah, but I haven't heard it expressed quite like that. <laughs> I mean, if, if you got rid of alcohol cells in those places, they, they would die. Mm. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, and obviously bounces the yeah. turn a blind eye to... Whatever might be in people's pockets as they come in. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, for sure. What do you mean? Oh, they're like, some of those places can be like drug havens for sure. Oh, like, you mean like coke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Oh right, okay. I didn't, I didn't think of that. Would you? Yeah, right. Would that make comedy funnier, like being coked up? I don't know. I don't know. It's not. I've not. Uh, I think I prefer the other way, and you know, get something that chills me out mm-hmm. for comedy. I maybe I'd maybe I'd you know be taking a, a line of uh, caffeine. I don't support the use of coke <laughs> or Pepsi. Uh, in like a nightclub or something, but really, I didn't. I didn't know that, yeah. you know. Although, I mean, my experience is going to comedy clubs. I, I would think that's the last thing that I personally would enjoy because it could be, could be nerve wracking being in those places sometimes. Oh, in case you get picked on. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I always make sure I sit a little bit further back. I don't want to be in harm's way. But uh, when someone's either when someone's heckling or someone's bombing, and it be- it becomes an icy environment, it's just really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the first open mic night I ever want, went to um, with uh, Humuncu- Homunculus when he was trying... Oh, God. Yeah, he was trying to become a comedian and got me to write all this shit, this five-minute fucking set. And we went to an open mic night and with it. And he won somehow. He was very good at deliver- delivering it, to be honest. Okay. But um, yeah, he was. He was. He was funny. But he didn't really want to be a comedian. He wanted to be famous, I suppose. But whatever. Anyway, the the first set, the first the first person selected to go up uh, was really nervous, and everyone was supportive. But like in thirty seconds, this nervousness came into like he didn't really have a set he he was just like raving about how much more funny he was than michael mcintyre right and it was really weird and uncomfortable and the you know the guy looked weird and you kind of realized it wasn't a bit but but the other some of the other sets i went to were really good yeah. like i remember this guy doing like a really like angry set where he's talking about um beating up a school bully by accident and like screaming in his face about like those were my beans, being really good. But yeah, I remember that first guy, and it was kind of like yeah, like you said, icy. Yeah, I mean, first experience I I had of someone bombing. I was in uh, one of the TV audiences for Hammersmith at the Apollo, uh, live at the Apollo at Hammersmith. Yeah. Um, and the first two acts were were, were, were really good. The last guy, I forget his name, but I've seen him on TV subsequent to that. And I actually tracked down um, that um, that performance. And I'd, I'd watched a lot of that um, Live at the Apollo on TV. And what I learned is there's a lot in the fucking editing. Because this yes. last guy, oh, absolutely fucking so. And he had this weird kind of aggressive vibe to him. And he was just doubling down this joke that was going... No English guy. English guy, yeah. Okay. Um, and you can't remember who it was. Not right. Not right now. I can. I can maybe. But not. Not super famous. No, not, not super like famous. No, no. Fa- no. Right. Okay. I mean, the the, the two pr- that preceded him have gone on to be relatively famous, at least in England. Right. Uh, they're doing well. But this guy, I've seen him. You know, bit parts in, not even like sitcoms or anything like, just like acting, acting. Um, oh right. And. Blech! It, it was, yeah, it was bad. And he's just like, he knew it wasn't working and he was kind of like resentful of the audience of the, for that. And... Mm. What was the joke? Oh, 
the punchline was that's awkward. Uh, a portmanteau of hawk, the bird, and awkward. And he just kept setting up different ways that, you know, someone would say that. Uh, that's awkward. Awkward, yeah. And I can't remember any, any of the oh. setups, but I just, yeah, I just remember the punchline because every time everyone just kind of ugh, sighed. And after a certain point, people, I just saw people getting up and leaving. And the, the environment was that, yeah, me and my date Ooh. at the time was like, yeah, we should just fucking bounce as well because this isn't, this is the last act of the night. It's not getting any better. Let's all leave. And as I, as we got up to left, to leave, um, I was on like the upper balcony. I looked down below, and just people are just flooding the fuck out. <laughs> it was wow. Yeah, it was it was done. And when I started watching Live at the Apollo years later, or on online streaming it, what have you. Um, so they did not show that. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just binging it, but then I just thought, hang on, I was there. Why don't I find out the one that I was at? And it's like, okay, so I got to see. This, uh, the two acts that I liked and I think the, the MC was good as well and it showed this guy at the end and yeah he's doing the it's Hawkwood thing but a lot of the canned laughter is kind of selling it um, and then I didn't realise I left halfway through his set and I didn't the, the, what came after was just fucking baffling um, he, even though like most of the audience was leaving a part of his bit was getting a member of the audience up on stage and like serenading okay. them. And God, man, I, I knew that it was fucking painful when I left. I dread to think what that was like um, after I'd gone. Uh, what did it look like in the edit then? Like, could you see people leave? No, they didn't, they didn't show the audience. It was just the stage. Right. Uh, and yeah, the, right, okay, okay. the canned laughter was, well, yeah, the canned laughter just kind of filled in the gaps and, you know, that's it just looked like it was a successful show. But what I saw was very fucking different. And I'd watched quite a lot uh, of those. And I know that the first two acts are good, but I wonder how many of those on there were absolute fucking train wrecks and it just saved in the edit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Do you remember when we went to see Dave Gorman? Oh, that's at the same place. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was in the same place. His big thing was the doing the, everything on PowerPoint. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right on the right on the right on the edge there. Do you remember the guy who opened? Oh yes, him? the musical co comedian with the guitar was yeah. fucking awful. Yeah, not 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 a good one. Not Bill Bailey. No. Yeah. No, just some um, like scrawny teenager. He's like done it for a couple of months. He might be a bit sharper now, but. I don't really have to have any jokes at all because you people will laugh when I sing it all. Ha 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 yeah. ha. It's, I, like, I hate... I've never been more annoyed at an audience I've been in. Yeah, absolutely. Like, this isn't funny. We should be fucking storming that stage. Yeah, um, it's just something yeah. that I've always resented. Uh, like, what comedy people laughing comedy with Fuck music you. because yeah as you say oh, it's just yeah. an, well, it's a crutch it's a novelty well bailey does it well some people do but for the most part i've seen loads of these things not actually on the stage this is the only time i've seen something like that on stage but all of them are just like super lazy it's like you didn't expect to see hear something like this in a song did you uh, so therefore it's come, funny come i talk about come 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 um 
I mean, it's the it's not just stand up, is it? It's the same in you know Family Guy and The Simpsons. Yeah. You know, just, let's just put a musical number in. You know, well, we've we've got like seven or eight kind of shit jokes, but they won't be shit with some music. Yeah, with, with music behind it, we can pad out three to four minutes. We just write yep, yep. three verses to a joke, but it's always the same joke. Yeah, we will labour it. Come, um, is it cake? Do you think that? That's it. That's my question. <laughs> Do you think that? Um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I do think that actually. Yeah. Um, I, if all those sentiments therein, could you, could you make it good? <laughs> I mean, would you, I could make it more accessible for myself. I don't think I would make it good. <laughs> well, how, okay. Well, how would you make it more accessible? Cause I was thinking, you know, a lot of the problem is, is that, um, what they're trying to do is. Uh, kind of impressive, but loses its sheen very quickly. Like some of the cakes genuinely look like whatever they're meant to be, like bread or grapes and things like that. I was quite impressed with the episode that I watched um, and someone had baked a cake to look like uh, a Dungeness crab and they managed to fool the judges with that one. Um, and I picked the wrong one as well. It's actually, yeah, it looked really good. But yeah, the real world yeah. application for those kind of skills outside of a game show like this, I fail to see what they are. And it's a... well, no, I mean, but what's the real world applications of Wheel of Fortune? Mm, I suppose so. Well, I mean, we're talking about celebrating like a trade and skill set, what have you. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a novelty that people enjoy. Um, you know, I I don't have a problem with the idea. It just needs, you know, it's just not a TV show. You need something more to it, um, perhaps. I don't know. Well, yeah, I was... Oh, people like cake shows, so whatever. I was speculating on, you know, more punishments. I think that, you know... <laughs> like I said, in the, that first room when they have to kind of identify stuff, they, um, they should have had other types of food in there as well. Uh, yeah. Um, and every time they pick wrong, they have to eat whatever it is. Yeah, no, I like that, yeah. So um, if they're eating you, like you... two kilos of raw liver, they still have to carry on. And <laughs> the show is not about whether the cake is going to be, uh, is going to fool the judges or not. It's just if these people are going to make it over the finishing line. You know, the only adjustments yeah, like, they've uh... made to the set is they now have like this kind of grate um, throughout the kitchens <laughs> where all the vomit is sluiced out <laughs> as they go. <laughs> so they make it like fair, like you don't, you know, you don't have to guess. There are a number of objects in this mock-up of a kitchen, or wherever we are, mock-up of a lounge. There are a number of objects that are cakes. If you select one, you win ten grand. If you don't, if you select the wrong one, you have to eat it. You don't have to select anything, but then you have to eat it. So it's like, well, I think the Ottoman is it cake? <laughs> no, it's not. Come on, then get fucking eating it. <laughs> we'll give you one of those electric steak knives to help, to help you along. Here's some sandpaper. <laughs> For the legs. That wood can be that wood can be tough. Do you remember Banzai? Mm-hmm. On channel four you do. How would you explain Banzai? 
I, I, I didn't remember it. It's sort of like a reality gaming show with just a very angry Japanese man just screaming at people. Yeah, like a fake Japanese gambling show um, which didn't actually want you to gamble on anything, it, but it looked very much like it did. But all the stuff it was gambling on, I remember one in, one in particular where it was, uh, these two guys are going to compete to drink like one and a half litres of ketchup. <laughs> how, how, long, how long will it take? Under 30 seconds, under 1 minute 30, over 1 minute 30, something like that. Yeah. And then they, they, they got a little spiel about how both of them like, yeah, I'm a competitor, I'm going to defeat the other guy. Uh, I'm really into ketchup. I love ketchup. I have ketchup with everything. And then they start going and these guys both get through like, like a fifth of that amount of ketchup and they just start turning green <laughs> and, and like realizing like that is a lot of ketchup to eat just to eat um and it gets to like two minutes 30 like so the people who've betted have won yeah, yeah. there's only one yeah no you've got to finish it all it's who can you know how long will it take you to eat if you don't finish eating it the games are over, and they just make them eat it, and it took them like ten minutes. Oh God Almighty! I mean, yeah, and it's like it's like three shots, like going from one camera to two camera to three camera to one camera of just these guys struggling to eat this ketchup <laughs> with tears in their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, surely you'd have to sign like a medical release form for that as well, because that's going to put you into diabetic shock pretty quickly. Ketchup, yeah. Would you rather eat a liter and a half of ketchup or HP? I'm more of a brown sauce my, uh, man myself. I'm no, I'm, I'm English, so I'm not familiar need... with A1 sauce. I know you have it with steak. So you, yeah, we both know that actually your choice would be mayonnaise. <laughs> All right, I bet you could eat a jar of mayonnaise. I mean, what a single sitting or like over the course? Yeah. I mean, it could be done. Um, I wouldn't enjoy it. I would not, not only in a single sitting, in the, over the course of 30 seconds. I wouldn't live well with myself after the, I'd done that deed. I bet you'd feel it straight away on your thighs uh, and hips. I, I'd feel it in the indigestion for sure. I bloat like a mother... How big's this jar? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those like pub jars. Oh, man. No, no, no. You're going to have to use, like, eat it with a wooden spoon to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> what about when I get to the bottom of the jar and I'm already, I've already hurled, right? So most of that mayonnaise is not inside me. Do I still have to go around? And particularly when you, you, have, you know, when you're you know, finishing off a jar, you have that tricky bit around the lid that you, like a spoon or a fork, and then I can't really reach. How, much, how thorough do I have to be with that? Or can I just uh, leave that? Leave that alone. Have you vomited into the jar because you need to get that out? <laughs> I mean, I suppose most of that vomit will just be mayonnaise. So. Uh, most of that vomit is probably going to be probably well, in the jar. Probably, probably, probably around blood. me as well. It's probably in my socks at this point. Yeah, the bit under the lid. I mean, I think that the rules could be, you know, you have to get enough out of it that if you turn the jar down and give it a good smack on the bottom, it, non, no mayonnaise will come out and hit the floor. So if it's on the floor, do I have to take a spoon to that as well? What no, if, if you're if you're on the floor, you get penalised. You have to eat a whole new 
God. God, it never ends. Start from the beginning. <laughs> so you better make sure that you're confident. Like, you better hope you're not in too hot a room and the mayonnaise doesn't become runny. <laughs> Do you remember um, our mutual acquaintance talking about how he was going to drink a pint of Tabasco on <laughs> yeah. April Fool's at school? And he was like, August Mutual be- acquaintance. <laughs> the amount of times you pa- passed out on his couch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it was yeah, fun to drink with him. But... He, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he said he was going to drink what a pint of Tabasco sauce? Yeah. Did you say? And then Same. it turned out it wasn't Tabasco sauce; it was ragu. <laughs> Is that right? I, I don't remember sauce. that. Yeah, I mean, that would probably have probably have been how he copped out of that. But I, I missed out on it because I think he slated his stunt. Um, during a lesson or something like that, that he'd kind of just wiggled out of. And he invited everyone up to the, that second cafeteria area where the paws went. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was where Meals on Wheels was. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, We're I suppose so. Um, meals on Wheels, Jesus. And for one pound, you get that microwave hot dog. We ate so many. Of I thought those it was one fifty. Was it one fifty? I don't. I don't know. I know it was I the cheaper know. option. I never actually went through the canteen with the line and the tray. Even if you got pizza that day, no idea what they served oh, yeah. at that fucking thing. I maybe went through once. No idea. Pizza and sausage sandwiches, which had real sausages rather than the microwave wieners they were throwing at us. <laughs> throwing at us. <laughs> like we're Lindsay fucking Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we trying to catch them with our mouths then? Because <laughs> we were hungry, bitch. We don't want to hit them floor. <laughs> I'm not eating That's s- dinner. floor wiener. <laughs> That's gross. Air wiener's fine. <laughs> yeah, they were grim. They were grim. I think the vegetarian option was literally just a hot dog bun. <laughs> it was the same thing. It's like, yeah, this, there was never any meat in this. <laughs> this is just old cheese. No, <laughs> it's formed it, the skin. No, they would have been way better if they had, had been no meat in, because that would have been like some bespoke vegetarian thing. Ours had meat in. Bad meat. <laughs> From unidentifiable animals. And it was a blend meat for sure. Meat that one. Yeah, yeah. I would have been better. It would have been yeah. better if we just got those weird watery buns with just like a cheese string in it or something. I'm sure it was a lot healthier. A cheese string. <laughs> I still put ketchup on it. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to to get some calories. <laughs> yeah. Well, we mostly ate out, didn't we? Yeah, we mostly and, went uh, to the fucking Sainsbury's. I just waited yeah. for a couple of other uh, of our friends to overbuy donuts and then just give me freebies. <laughs> yes, we had a particularly fat friend who would like buy, I mean, literally like two gallons of milk to eat at lunch. And a whole pack of biscuits. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I guess, yeah, feel feel full for some reason. <laughs> Inexplicably. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he... He could have bought a, a smaller amount of milk. I never really understood that, yeah. No, it's Whatever. one of the great mysteries. 
a whole packet of biscuits and then just throw it and go, odd job, as he was throwing it. Because that's what odd job did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I suppose I ate donuts every day for lunch for years, but just donuts, no, nothing else. Every- yeah, and you know, it. I, I remember... Uh, I would buy one of those baguette sandwiches. Oh, yeah. It, it, it really really say, like, I didn't realise it at the time, but it's saying something, isn't it? When one of those, which would just be, it would be like chicken, tomato, and lettuce. Yeah. That was like 250 But five donuts were 50p. Yeah. It was clearly the, the, the superior choice. I mean, you know, yeah. I bet they're not that cheap now, though, are they? At least a couple of quid for sure, two fifty maybe. Jesus, that's not in line with inflation. Oh, sorry, about six quid then. Six quid, yeah. Well, anyway, I think that they should have jazzed up "Is It Cake" by having like the entire Houses of Parliament turn out to be cake. <laughs> they have to make the monolith like from two thousand and one. <laughs> <laughs> They've they've got like a behind the scenes video, and then someone like stabs Stanley Kubrick, and he's Kate. <laughs> so, but I just saw him moving. Yeah, we quickly cut away and replaced him with Kate. <laughs> that's that's yeah, TV I, magic, people. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was missing something. Like it, it would have been better if the whole idea was just do everyone works together to do like an incredibly elaborate cake every episode. <laughs> Where you can stand inside it, sort of thing. Or maybe perhaps um, the the judges have are compelled to eat. Uh, if they pick the cake, they ha- they have to be compelled to eat all of the cake. So the you know if it's like you, a cake that's like a bowl of mangoes, and there's an actual bowl of mangoes, and they're like, I'd rather eat the bowl of mangoes. <laughs> well, and then they get the choice. Well, if they have to pick in earnest what they think is the cake, but they're secretly rooting uh, uh, to eat normal stuff, eat normal just stuff. to get some yeah, non-food in their body. <laughs> because at least it's less sugar. <laughs> and the, di- the, the judges are all diabetic, so there's a, a real element of danger here. Don't worry. Clearly the show should have... We have your insulin on hand, but it's suspended from a rope 20 feet above your position. Now, after you've eaten the keg, you, using a, a nice little dinette with six chairs, you need to find a way up there. That's the show. <laughs> the show is get your insulin. Toxic shock is what it's called. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, okay, I want to go back to this, I was going to say <laughs> that the show should have been how much cum is in the rest of the lasagna. <laughs> and it's just people estimating how much cum is in a lasagna and disagreeing over that. The right guess get, is off the hook. <laughs> Everyone else has to eat it. <laughs> Bonus points for what animal it came from. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone has to wear lab coats while they do this as well. Oh, yeah. And this was actually filmed in like 2008. So there's some issue because it's, it's only a microwave lasagna. People get really uppity. They're like, is, is there horse meat in this cum lasagna? <laughs> Not just meat. <laughs> Your job is to ascertain the volume. 
How much horse meat is in it? How much spit is in it? <laughs> How much lips and thighs of a donkey is in there as well? I, I've got to say as well, um, those cakes, they look beautiful, sure. They don't look that tasty. They look pretty dry. Yeah. I suppose they would have I mean, to be. they'd have to be. Uh, yeah, to yeah. be... To be structurally sound in in some cases. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose so. Mm. I mean, how much weight can a cake support? Hmm. Not uh, mm. not a lot, I imagine. They can, yeah. I mean, they're only. I mean, some of them are. I, I've seen are a little bit more elaborate with their kind of affectations, but they really only need to support the weight of fondant icing on top. Natalie Portman's hair in The Phantom Menace. It's cake. <laughs> no, it's not. And they're just cleaving ah! through her skull. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah. I don't know. What else, could, what else could possibly be cake? Well, this show is proving yeah. that anything can be cake. I'm starting to question my own reality here. I'm worried about my well, yeah, but table. Not... <laughs> there, are no, there are a few teeth marks in it now. I mean, not really, because once once they show you the close-ups, it's kind of obvious yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I spotted that ottoman at two hundred feet. <laughs> yeah, it was very out of place. It looked very puddingy. Um, yeah, no, they they should get into more specific objects as well, like uh, I don't know, like camera lenses. Ooh, like maybe a draft of the Constitution. Which one of these is real? That'd be hard to do. <laughs> I suppose so. They, but they're not being tested on their penmanship, so it seems a little. A little unfair. A little unfair. Pardon me. In the back of the Constitution, then. <laughs> a piece of paper, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a piece of paper. So it's just rice paper. I mean, everyone's going to win that. No, I, I, I love that. Like, uh, which one of these boxes of tools is a cake? They do kind of do stuff like that, but it's never that good. Yeah. yeah. Which one of these two-bedroom houses with a box of tools in it is a cake? <laughs> Well, you know, these these could be shoe-ins for season three. Yeah, the uh, the kaiju contest where they have to make these huge pieces. Shoe-in, that could be a whole episode. That's a funny name for an episode, shoe-in. Who, whose shoes that they're wearing on their feet? <laughs> Ice cake. <laughs> it's someone with burn marks all around their ankles. Because <laughs> we had to bake it on. <laughs> <laughs> All that fondant icing <laughs> was put in pre-oven as well. So it's just caramelizing around their ankles. It's, it's almost fused <laughs> to the bone at this point. Like the person it is, like has to be like rooted to the spot. Like basically like <laughs> they all come in and wield in yes. fondant. So <laughs> they're all just stood there like really awkwardly like tin man. <laughs> They all come in in wheelchairs. Yeah. Uh, so um, amongst these people, uh, we've got uh, four people uh, who are able-bodied and one person uh, who did lose their legs in childhood and doesn't have any legs. Whose legs are cake? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Whose false eye is made out of cake? <laughs> are we going to test using this <laughs> pencil? <laughs> It's just a profiterole. <laughs> you seem to be a weeping uh, little dairy cream there, buddy. Is everything is, okay? Is that, is that jelly? 
It's blood. Uh, yeah, maybe that would be better. Um, yeah, something like that. Something like that. I definitely think I, I, you know, which will. This is a nice segue into the next bit. Uh, toilet cake. Ooh, now you got my attention. That'd be that'd be a challenge because you'd have to have a cake <laughs> capable of bearing a bit of toilet, a bit of toilet water. <laughs> Right? I suppose so, so yeah, the judges can, can, it can be... Open the bowl, you're going to have to have manufacture a bowl somehow, perhaps using dowels, and have water in the bottom of the... Maybe you need a flush mechanism too, are they going to try and flush mm. it? Or maybe they... Well, I mean, they still... Well, the mechanism would be, yeah, would be quite impressive, but Ooh, if they yeah. don't have like an actual yeah. bowl inside, maybe they have to develop some kind of hydrophobic coating so it doesn't become waterlogged. Cake sprockets, cake ballasts, however toilets work, tiny little cake cogs and a little toilet man pulling levers. <laughs> so the contest becomes less also. about it looking like a believable cake, but it has to be an operational machine. <laughs> it has to be an operational toilet. All these little gears have to be capable of at least one rotation to qualify. <laughs> And after they just mince up after that, it's fine. But one rotation is all it needs. Every gear. Oh, so you're saying it could be any household object. Like, you could make a blender. It has to work for at least 10 seconds. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And blend. Yeah. I think, you know, you would... Maybe not every household object. Uh, modern stuff has a lot of very small and delicate parts. But definitely clockwork kind of mechanisms, uh, I think, would be the way to go. I think they... Could be done. The finale would be like Maybe, a uh, clock or something. Uh, a pasta maker. Pasta maker. I mean, you could definitely do that. I don't know if it would work. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be able to kind well, of press any work. pasta, but it might be able to rotate. Well, uh, okay, then, if you want something more realistic, uh, a George Foreman grill. You've got to make it with, like, a working plug out of cake, <laughs> and part of the cake will have to get hot, and you've got to make a burger on it. <laughs> Everyone just serves up Without raw burgers fat. that are really sugary. <laughs> <laughs> that have like have icing like seared into the sides. Now this contest is a bit of a jib, so we'll we'll actually lend some uh, heating elements that we've cut out of an electric blanket. That's what's going to be your grill. Now you have to make it look like the grill, but this can be wedged underneath. I saw someplace, um, a couple of dentists, when they got married, they got a um, toothpaste wedding cake. I mean... Like where, where it was iced with toothpaste, toothpaste. Oh, why? Why would you do that? Madness. Uh, contempt for the guests. Yeah, I, I was about to say. I mean, you would yeah. sub, like peppermint or spearmint frosting, perhaps. Was it actually toothpaste? Well, even then, I mean, do you want a peppermint frosted cake? Good point. Maybe a mint choc chip cake. <laughs> I, I thought it was just going to be a cake that teeth. was like a, a tube of a giant tube of toothpaste or something. Yeah, that's more. A, yeah, like, it, but it was a normal cake, but shaped like that. <laughs> to a whale of a wife. <laughs> uh, I like to think he got that made. <laughs> <laughs> Bespoke. Uh, anyway, yeah. That wasn't storyboard. Anyway, any, <laughs> any, 
toilet news. <laughs> Alas, no. We've come I'm, to expect it now. <laughs> I'm not in employment anymore, so I'm not in contact with any suspicious toilets. So you are you starting a new job soon? Uh, next couple of weeks, yeah. You'll have to tell us all about their toilets. I will do. Yeah. Yeah. I only uh, had a cursory inspection uh, on my trial there, but everything seemed to have been annoying. Oh, yeah, did you take your shit in their toilets on your trial? <laughs> no, but they... Yeah, that was a one-flusher. Very good. <laughs> Low flow. I'm not sure I'm going to take this job. Not... <laughs> Not for 36 Your operations leave much to be desired. <laughs> now let's talk money. I think you can do better for low flow. Uh, yeah. I'm not a two-flush man. That? I hope you understand what this means. I will leave a floater if necessary. I don't have the time. Yeah, but I thought a low flow, you just hold the button when you have a shit. I've encountered... It's not like you can't flush... Well, some, uh, I've encountered mechanisms that don't operate that way. I've encountered some that do, but my experience is no. It's just you press the button and hope for the best. Holding it down is just like, <laughs> it's, it's just hoping against all hope. No, I have to stay in here, okay. wait until the system fills up again, and do it, and shame flush a second time, and then greet my dinner guests when I come out. <laughs> so, I'm sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to hear my wrist rattle around the u <laughs> I, I should have taken my watch off before I did that. I'm so, I didn't bring my lucky, to uh, my lucky toothbrush, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't bring my lucky toilet. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> what am I doing um, wrong? Selecting jobs or flushing toilets? <laughs> yeah, like, why do you have to flush it twice? Awesome. See, you said you didn't have any toilet news, but here we are. <laughs> well, sometimes it's, it's not all gone. Do you ever have to, uh, really? Okay. Do you block it then? <laughs> Sometimes it's just it's just not enough force, and there is residual matter. There's not blocking it. No, it's just no, no, no. getting it around that U bend. No, no, no. My diet's terrible. It's always liquid shit. I just have to keep flushing well, until need, the water's clear. You need to need to put a coating of uh, toilet paper over it there. <laughs> over what? Sorry, so it's like a, U, a, big, a great big chocolate wheat of it. So what? Shit in the floor. <laughs> No, put it together, no, no, no. make it look like a turd, put it in the toilet, call everyone in. It's like, hey guys, look, I'm still a normal human said, being. Yeah. <laughs> and no, then we I'm have a big ceremonial flush. Yeah, that is what you we'll need to do. We'll hold the while I wash my and hands. My flush. I mean, what we'll do is we'll all get our faces as close as physics will allow <laughs> for us to crowd our faces in, and we'll all blow at the same time, and it will be a pneumatically flushed toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is like yeah. a screw. You can actually wind this toilet up, guys. You don't need to blow. It's fine. But I suppose that's that, part of the tradition. No, you, you could patent that. That's something. If you could patent something with a power selector on a toilet. <laughs> so you could give it the old ultra flush. Well, there are toilets with like two buttons. It's like one's... I say one's for a piss and one's for a shit. It's like one's for a that's, small shit an and one's for one of my shits. <laughs> one's for one's for meatloaf night. 
You know, I, I think I've mentioned this uh, before to you, no doubt, because we do like talking about cum and shit. <laughs> um, I know someone who, uh, or I knew someone who would go to go for shit once a week. <laughs> yes, I. Yeah. I mean, I'll never get tired of this story. <laughs> That's the story. That's it. That's the end. And he'd be in there for three hours on a Sunday One afternoon. You'd miss all of Hop. <laughs> Again, I think I said that at the time as well. But he'd catch the tail because end of was, Holby City. <laughs> it was seven to eight. No, it was it was before Holby. I think he tried to get it done before Holby City. <laughs> Imagine my um, embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, he's got to keep up with that. But um, yeah, that's yeah. Is that what you're doing? Is that why you're having you know such thunderous shits? A uh, very potato-heavy diet, diet of late, yes, for sure. And Of late? Of late. And what are you doing? Just eating raw potatoes? Yes. I mean, I'm unemployed, so got to keep the cost down. It's okay, an so 80% potato diet. Sometimes I'll grind it up. Some salad <laughs> cream. Ground potatoes. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Yeah, pestle mortar, you know, two hours. <laughs> it's not an easy task. Oh, I thought... I, yeah, I thought you meant more like minced. Like uh, you could you could do like a bolognese, but instead of having like minced meat, you've got minced potatoes. Oh, That'd be awful. <laughs> yeah, it would. Put a bit of cold tuna in there. You got it. <laughs> a bit of fridge cold rice as well to really, you know, yeah, you, really make it like impossible to swallow it. But you say that after, you know, the day after when you put, put it in the fridge and this potato ragu is set... You just cut that up into cubes or what have you, and you've got a pretty tasty snack on the go. You know you do. You got yourself a snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, do you know, Skinner has blocked my toilet twice. Like, it, twice in two years. Um, which two years? Not recently. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, not recently. He's but, blocked uh, them for two years, or in a two year, <laughs> two instances spanning two a two years, year period. <laughs> well, again, I've told I've told this one before, but I remember at the same time, uh, it was in student halls. Uh, someone I knew blocked their toilet and told management, and they said, "Yeah, we'll get we'll get on it," and they didn't get on it for like three days, and they were like, uh, and, "And yeah, I remember going to their kitchen." Uh, their shared kitchen and saying to them can I use your bathroom and him say him explaining this and saying so you can use it but do you want to now I said it I'm like yeah I just need a piss I go in there and it's like up to the rim with shit and toilet paper <laughs> and I said "What? why is it like that and he said well I've got no other toilet I've been shitting on shit <laughs> I always remember that phrase shitting on shit oh yeah, I mean... Uh, At least give him some uh, sawdust or something. Yeah, I remember one of the staff bathrooms I've known <laughs> had like an out-of-order sign on it. And it's like, well, I mean... <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss for time here, and I'm not going to go through the dining hall uh, to get to the customer toilets. I'll, I'll chance it. <laughs> and you go in, <laughs> and you see... I saw... Uh, yeah, it's just filled up, right? But... 
my mind went through several calculations in an instant. It's like, I can stomach the smell for 20 seconds. I can see that the water level is still half an inch below the rim of the bowl, so I still have I space do it. to kind of drop my load and still not be a foul of the floor. <laughs> Job <Dropped> done. <laughs> just, just desperately needed to come in the toilet. And I'm not going to... So, I, we can't was it full of shit? Of course it was full of shit and piss and god Well, didn't you, worry, didn't you worry that, like, it, you know, pissing into it would cause splashback? <laughs> well, I suppose you only work in a kitchen. No, I hopped over and dropped public. a deuce, What, what do you friend. care? <laughs> I, took, I pinched out a no, steaming you didn't. chud. <laughs> no, you didn't. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, how did you know that the hair on your ass wasn't going to pick up some of the water? Well, because I wasn't sat on the toilet seat. I, I squat over it, hovered over it. Well, you must have been very desperate to do that. And a little bored. Than use a normal toilet. Right, yeah, you get so bored you decide to like, shit in a bizarre way on a terrible toilet. I have a thorough hand-washing well, technique, so it doesn't matter what shit I <laughs> crawl through. I will come out yeah, well, unscathed. You're going to have to wash like your entire body and clothing. I mean, you need heat lamps or something, or UV lamps. Like a, some kind of chemical burn shower. <laughs> you need like someone to bake something on you. That'll get it off. <laughs> like a cake on my feet. Yeah. I mean, the real um, diet moment <clears throat> is after the deed was done. I turn back and I look, and there's a moment where I realise I can set fire to the world right now if I just flush that toilet, and it just erupts. <laughs> <laughs> Just run. <laughs> or are you saying it would be like the beginning of Prometheus <laughs> with the blue David Cameron dropping dropping the nano poison and like himself sacrificing himself to do that? You would just be enveloped by the <laughs> turd explosion. Oh no, I definitely I mean, fucking cut and run for sure. But I just wanted to, have to stick it to that fucking stick it to that fucking company. I mean, I took the high road, right? Even though I did an unspeakable thing. Not really. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But a month down the line, because they were refusing to deal with this problem, and I know we must have mentioned it before. Well, so the toilet was blocked with shit for months? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they would, like, do damage control and work it through, but whatever was causing this blockage... um, I don't think it's something, in the end it wasn't something to do with the toilets. The toilets would feed into another part of um, draining yeah. system for like fat It'll and be this a and the other. Fat thing, um, yeah. And we were having problems like draining the fat in various other places as well. And they were refusing to deal we with it. We were having problems just throwing the fat down the drain. But it, it came to, they finally dealt with it because it came to a fucking head, right? And the, these fat blockages were like so, so kind of ca- catastrophically intense they were just pushing up any uh any like surplus liquid and then like the uh, customer toilets were on the same line so every time a customer went to take a shit or a piss and flush the toilet it go down hit this line and then it would be forced back up through the staff toilets so (laughs) (laughs) so you could so they the customers could send you messages if they wrote something (laughs) potentially a piece of paper and flushed it but what happened was both of those toilets basically erupted and there was like an inch of sewage water 
uh, in this, it's a small staff room as well. It's just for changing. And uh, a lot of the kids that were working there were in the habit of kind of obnoxiously leaving all their shit on the floor, um, all their bags and what have you. And we told them there are, you know, there are coat hooks, there are lockers and what have you. And they're like, no, nah, just do whatever the fuck they like. And all of them had to get rid of that stuff after that night. And they never did it again. Surely, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Mm. Yeah, they had no no way to kind of counter it. I mean, the smell of shit was bleeding out into the restaurant hall, and it was absolutely disgusting, but they didn't close the restaurant. They didn't send anyone home. Um, yeah, again, no way to counter it. It's called hire a plumber. Yeah. So what they had the to do is they took... The plumber will cost you quite a bit of money. It's worth it. They took the KP, who was this 19-year-old girl, and they just... They put plastic bags on her hands and feet and sellotaped them up and just said, get in here with this fucking like ladle and just kind of mince up whatever you can to kind of stop anything from spilling out. Apparently, the managers and these KPs that were doing this were there until like four in the morning trying to clean this, <laughs> this crap up. And wow. I, um, they came back the next terrible. day. I just like why on earth did you like not quit on the spot, love? I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel really quit before doing that. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, you want me to fucking start waiting around and shit? I quit. Yeah, I mean it's, it's yeah. just another way they're putting people's health at risk. I mean, yeah, get a plumber. A plumber will do that for you. I mean, it was yeah, it was a catastrophic toilet malfunction. You shouldn't keep a restaurant open <laughs> after yeah. that i mean i mean a commercial plumbing company yeah it would probably be expensive i guess that's why they're reluctant to do it but for god's sake it's again well i'm just yeah get john taffer in from bar rescue to scream at them <laughs> just shout these turds back down the toilet i can't help people who don't know how to wipe their own asses he speaks like that well, I He's will great. look forward to this. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, that, that was quite a good toilet talk. Thanks for that. Yeah, nice one. I'm yeah. happy, to, happy yeah. to oblige. I'll try and drum up yeah. some new has... stories for the next episode. Well, how's your dad's toilet? <laughs> toilets, I suppose. I suppose he's a man of many toilets. He's a man of many toilets, but only one operational toilet. Well, you yes. know, you could only ask so much. But in all fairness, I don't think yeah. you can find the other toilets anymore. So, um, you mean like he's well. forgotten where they are or there's just so much clutter? Clutter, for sure. Yeah. That oh, I can't one... move that. That's a Victorian globe. Um, there's that okay. one that was in the kind of entryway just to the left of the uh, front door. And even I forget there's supposed yeah, to be a Max's toilet Yeah, Max's wank there. toilet. <laughs> I remember that. Max. I remember that whole ordeal. Uh, what? Yeah, go on. I, I just wonder what it looks like in that room now. Last time I saw it, it was just it just had hundreds of magazines stacked on the toilet bowl. But now, you know, it's just there's a coat rack on it, and there are chairs in front of it, and it's just like I've just forgotten that that's a room of the house. Yeah, a tiny, extremely hot room. Yes. It'll be just even hotter when I burn pool. that house down. <laughs> Temporarily. <laughs> Well, uh, do you have anything else to say about is it CAC? I can say it's CAC. Uh, I, I, I thought our discussion was illuminating, as it always is. I, yeah, I don't think there's okay. any way to polish that turd. 
Yeah, well, I like no, the, I, I don't think so either. I like the insulin blood spot ang- angle. I think that's the strongest way for that show to go forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could you could even have um, sort of like a team element to it where whilst they're climbing up their, you know, climbing frame, doing all this stuff, hunting for their insulin, they've also got a teammate who's got like a dart gun and the darts have insulin in them. And they're trying to get them, you know, trying to help them by giving them insulin boosts. But they're like 200 yards away. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> And they're all smokers <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah, and um, it's actually, it's more like an insulin machine gun. Like, it's on full automatic and there's no way to stop it. So they're just riddled with needles at the, <laughs> at the end of the range. Tiny, yes. Yeah, yeah people go blind and everything. Yeah, it's horrible. I mean, blood sport, you said. <laughs> Or you could do like proper like gladiatorial uh, cage fighting type combat, um, but the rules are your own. Your you have to use cakes found here in this room in this cage fighting room uh, for weapons. You can't do anything else. You can't do any wrestling moves. You can't hit. You can't kick. You have it has to be smashing cakes into each other's faces. Uh, maybe doing like belly flops with cakes. <laughs> Uh, smothering okay. people with cakes. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the only way you could really weaponize a cake, unless you make them. Well, what eat? But you you bake your own cakes, so maybe you could try and make like shuriken star cakes with some. Ooh, that's got some really sharp glazing on it. Ow! And delicious. It might it might break the skin. Um, I don't think it's going yeah. to be lethal though. No, but no, but this lasts days, days until someone is dead. <laughs> so you just need one offensive wound and hope they bleed out over the next few days. Or you know, I suppose there'll be cake getting into the wounds and stuff. You know, maybe gangrene, septicemia. <laughs> you have ninety-six yeah. hours to kill your opponent using whatever maybe... you can find in the pantry. Yeah, maybe you could. You could actually be kind of clever, couldn't you? And like make bonbons. With like dust, like lead dusting, and then like try and blow the bonbon dust into your opponent's face and give them lead poisoning, things like that. Okay, yeah. I think the most efficient way to go would be to just boil some like sugar syrup because that is could be quite dangerous. And like, if you could like scold someone, get it in the eyes in particular, uh, that's that's blinded for life for sure. Okay, hmm. So maybe then bake a cake that can project that somehow, like a cake catapult. Well, maybe maybe someone's trying to find a loophole here. It's part of the baking process, and whatever you're using as a in that during those steps, can you use that as a weapon? I don't know. They're very kind of loosey goosey in the rules, but a couple of contestants kind of try and see a way through. Well, you mean they like use eggs or something? No, I mean, they'll they'll get their sugar syrup working for some nice decorations and what have you, and then it'll just be like, BAM! Straight in the eyes. Straight in the eyes, yeah. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, I suppose you could make, like, super hot... Like, you could make toasties full of jam and try and scold people uh, with them. Try and, you know, I don't know, make a rock cake and grind it into a shiv. <laughs> just like out of an actual rock and make them eat it. Death by choking. Just a v- very well cooked cake. Yeah, you could, you could, like, completely overdo some bread buns, and then it's clobbering time. <laughs> something like or that. Or just expose them. You know, yeah, something that's really, really, really burnt. Right. So it has the, like these 
it's just blackened. And you've got all the um, like acrylamides and what have you, which are known to cause stomach cancer and play a much longer game. <laughs> it's like a three-year battle. You <laughs> will die of cake-related cancer. Yeah. Well, uh, final note is... Uh, do you want that cake? I want it. Do you want that cake? <laughs> I want it. <laughs> I want the cake! That's my piece. Yeah. All right, well, I guess we're done. We are indeed. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.